This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, glad to geek back with you and continuing coverage of the coronavirus as it pertains to the horse world. Uh, we've been doing these uh, every night, almost every night with the Facebook Lives, and this is another one of those. I have Dr. Gray with me from Colorado, and he is one of my longtime podcasting friends, and he is here to talk. To it to, we're going to dispel some myths tonight. That's, that's what I want to do, because to be honest, Facebook is driving me insane, as I'm sure it is you. I've seen some of your comments. I know it is you as well. So first of all, uh, of course, I am Glenn Geek, uh, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and we have a series of 15 shows on the network just past 10,000 episodes. So while you're at home looking for something to do, if you listen to our entire back catalog, it will take you almost a year, 24 hours a day. So you can go catch up on all of those. Uh, and our app has become very popular. In the last week, we had 500 people download the Horse Radio Network app. You can find that in your app store. Dr. Gray, introduce yourself. Hello. Thanks, Glenn, for having me on. I, I just, I hope that we, we aren't locked away in our houses for a whole year so that somebody could get through your whole yeah, back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, man. So, so as you mentioned, I'm Dr. Gray. I go by Ryan. Uh, it, it, right off the bat, I'm a no longer a practicing physician, uh, but I do have some interesting um, kind of experience with outbreaks based on my uh, background being an Air Force flight surgeon. Um, where I was stationed in Boston uh, back in 2013, 14, 15-ish uh, was during the last really big Ebola outbreak. And so we were very prepared to to take in patients, potentially have patients coming, walking into our clinic, uh, coming back from that. And I was the public health emergency officer. And with my role there in the Air Force, it was my job to basically have all of the protocols in place, whether it's Ebola, whether it's something like um, SARS-CoV-2 like we have now, or whatever it was, it was my job to have all the protocols in place, know who's getting medication first, where where all of our PPE is and how to put it on and all that fun stuff. And so it's been very interesting watching uh, everything transpire with this current outbreak and, and what's going on in the world. So hopefully I can dispel some myths, as you mentioned. And you are not the only doctor in the house, are you? I am not. No, my wife is still a practicing uh, physician. She's a neurologist. She's been able to take her practice kind of to the telehealth world. She oh, wow. mostly treats uh, concussion, TBI stuff. So she's she's at home seeing patients uh, through the computer like this. And so it's the four of us. I have two little ones, a six-year-old and a 19-month-old. So uh, we're, we're planning on just being the four of us for a while. So, Dr. Gray, I'm going to go through the list of myths here. And uh, now I want to do a disclaimer is that we are not giving medical advice in any way, shape or form. This is for information only. Certainly, you can't trust anything I say in the medical advice department. Uh, but I wanted to give that disclaimer. So obviously, uh, you know, listen to the CDC, listen to your doctor. Uh, we're just here to give our opinions on this whole topic. Because that's yeah. all we've got. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say about opinions, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need to go any further. So um, <laughs> this is the big one that I saw you post on, that I've been posting on. We've been posting on together, beating up some people about this one. And that is, this is no worse than the flu. What's the big deal? More people are dying with the flu every year than this. Why are we shutting down the world? Uh, and literally, this is the first time in history we're shutting down the world that... 
it's the first time in history, Dr. Gray, that governments have agreed on something. So, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's taken something pretty bad to, to get us uh, all here. And, and look, I was in the same boat as a lot of people. Uh, a lot of physicians, a lot of healthcare workers have been in the same boat going, look, why, why are we so concerned about this? This was in China. This wasn't in our backyard. It doesn't sound that bad. Right. We as Americans have this thing with China. We don't believe anything they say anyway. So so what what are we concerned about? Uh, and, and I was in that boat as well. Oh, this is going to be no worse than the flu. It's just going to do its thing. Uh, but then it happened. Right. Then it is in our backyard. And then we do see what is happening. The interesting thing is that that a, a lot of people will think that this is like some thing that we don't know anything about, right? Yes, it's a novel coronavirus. We have coronaviruses uh, that are out in the in the wild and and uh, that cause what 20 to 30% of kind of our, our normal uh, head colds every year. But because this one's new, our bodies haven't seen it. Uh, it's It's not like it's worse than other coronaviruses. The thing that most people aren't really thinking about is that we don't have a vaccine for this. So every year what happens with the flu is we get the flu, it infects a lot of people, a lot of people do die, without a doubt. And, and hopefully, we have less deaths from this than we do from a normal flu. But we can see from the data, not just guessing, but from the data in other countries, it ranges from South Korea, who's doing an amazing job, uh, kind of trapping this and, and controlling it at 0.6% death rate. So if, if um, I, I don't even know the math off the top of my head, 100 people get sick, um, what, uh, 6% would be, I don't even know. Yeah. I can't do public math, Glenn. <laughs> don't make me do that. Six anyway. people. So 0.6 <laughs> would be like a percent of a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 0.6 of a person. Yeah. Um, and, and that's great, right? But then you think, well, the flu in this country, at least, is 0.1%. And so in South Korea, where by all intents and purposes, the world has gone, wow, you've done a really good job. We need to emulate that. It's six times deadlier than our annual flu here. In, fr in um, Italy, where resources have been overwhelmed, their death rate is, is closer to 7%. Right. And, and that's 70 times potentially. I mean, I saw a report, Dr. Gray, that Italy now is talking about if you're over 80, you're probably not going to get care. I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, those are some reports. And some of the physicians over there have talked about their their posting on social media so we can kind of see from the front lines. So that right off the bat, right, a lot of people are skeptical of our media. And I'm right. No there kidding. <laughs> Our media blows everything out of proportion. And, and I've been telling this to people like this is the boy who cried wolf in in real life is it's like, oh, it's the media. Oh, they're just sensationalizing. Oh, they just want their ad revenue. And now all of a sudden there, there is this really important thing and nobody is paying attention. Uh, and so, right, that so that's that's part of the problem. So go on to social media, read the accounts from the physicians on Twitter, on, on Instagram, wherever. And you can see right from the front lines that, right, there's an orthopedic surgeon there. They were saying the orthopedic surgeons in Italy are being handed that the algorithm saying, here, go treat these COVID-19 patients. 
you're not you're not fixing any bones today. That's the least of your concerns. Go take care of these respiratory issues. I, I hope you remember that from med- medical school. <laughs> um, right. And, and that's the biggest concern. And again, a lot of people have politicize this and and i'm not going to get into the politics I, I think we can look at every outbreak in history and go and and our armchair quarterback it or monday uh whatever they call that um uh and and go look this was bad this was good this was horrible we should be doing this we should do, be doing that it, it doesn't matter at this point what what I am concerned about is what each of you can do right now to potentially well, be- before stop. you get to that yeah why is it worse than the flu? Is it also because it spreads easier? And fa- yeah, yep. So, so, and I was going to look it up. I, I forget. So we have the R naught value of of how contagious something is, uh, and I think the last time I looked, this one is right around like one and a half or two. So um, every every person that gets it is going to spread it to an, to two other people or whatever that math is. And again, that's changing all the time as we get new data. The the difference with the flu is that we have a vaccine. And so when one person gets the flu, it's harder to, to transmit because the people who that person is interacting with have a vaccine and they're mm. not going to catch it. They got the flu shot. They got the flu shot. Hopefully okay. get your get your vaccines, <laughs> get your flu shot every year. Um, and so that's why this is spreading faster than the flu. And that's the biggest concern. Yes, it's deadlier than the flu. Um, so again, we talked about the flu death rate being 0.1%. This, um, depending on what country you're looking at, anywhere from 0.6 to 7%, if not more in some places. Um, so, so not only is it deadlier, but it's affecting more people because we don't have a vaccine. And it's contagious way before people know that they are sick. That's one of the biggest differences between this coronavirus outbreak and SARS that happened when I was uh, in the hospital back in, I think, 2009, 2010. That was H1N1. Uh, I forget when the the SARS outbreak was. I think it was 2013, maybe, Um, was was that the people who were affected by the SARS uh, virus, which, again, is another coronavirus, and they're calling this one SARS-CoV-2, is those people weren't contagious until they were already sick and in a hospital. Uh. And so very, very, very contained, very few deaths compared to what we're seeing now. So, you, so that, with this one, you're exposed to it, you're contagious immediately? No. Well, we don't know because... Let me, let me back up a little bit. Okay. So we have data from uh, Germany. They, they had a known exposure at, a, I believe, an automobile factory... And the, the German CDC equivalents or whoever it was, the, the, the private investigators were out there and said, OK, we know you are sick. We caught this pretty early. Let's do a little investigation. I think they followed nine people and they were able to find from those people as soon as they became um, uh, symptomatic, they started testing them and they, they tested them. And, and I think the doctor said that they had like. Uh, 10,000 times the amount of virus in their in their throats compared to the SARS virus that mm-hmm. we had a, a while ago. So super contagious. We don't know as soon as um, we don't know 
as soon as a person is exposed, right, we have a normal incubation period, it's called, from when somebody is exposed to when they're symptomatic. We don't, we don't know specifically here. We, we think it's like four to seven to nine, to whatever days, right? It started off a lot bigger, and now it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Say, hey, four to seven days, you're probably symptomatic, but you are contagious even before then. It's so... At the end of the day, everything is changing so fast. So we don't know. It's, it stinks. So do you think, to get to, to, to kind of bottom line and then we'll go on, yeah. do you think the steps that are being taken, then I'll give my, un, uh, my uh, unknowledgeable opinion, just having re- read a ton. Do yeah. you think the steps we're taking now are warranted? I mean, closing things down and trying to get people to stop spreading the disease? So Glenn, let me ask you, has... Las Vegas ever closed because no. CNN said... No, oh and that's what God. I've been saying all along, right? The, I, th- right? I think this should have been done two weeks ago. I think we're a little behind. You know, the only reason our numbers aren't higher, in my opinion, is we haven't been testing people. We haven't had tests out there. We, we haven't had tests. So so people need to go back and, and look. And again, this is not a our, our administration sucks and they're doing... No, I don't want to go there. We, we don't yeah, do we that don't, here. We don't need yeah. to go there. Uh, and I don't want to go there. Um, and what we did was we declined using the tests that other countries were using, saying, hey, we're going to make our own. That failed big time. So we're playing catch up in the tests. Even as early as Saturday or Sunday, I was messaging with an emergency room physician and she was doing telehealth just as extra work, telling people all day long, look, I'm sorry, you're sick. We can't test you. We don't have any tests. This is here in Colorado. Well, that'll keep the numbers down. Our numbers are very, very, very (laughs) low because we're not testing people. Yeah, I, I mean, I think once the once we catch up to that, we're going to see this spike and people are going to be shocked. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. So, <laughs> so your so, question is, do do I think the actions are warranted? Uh, yes, uh, I think they need to be more. Uh, right before we came on, there was another press conference, and the recommendations are less than ten people. I, it, I'm in physician. Okay, group so so specific for COVID nineteen, and they're like, that's ridiculous. Like, why aren't they just telling people to stay home? Well, here? I got a question. Yeah, fifty people. So twenty. So two of them in the room have it, and now we're spreading it to forty eight, and those forty eight are now spreading it to hundreds. I don't get that. It, it's either yes or no, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah un- unfortunately, we we. So we as Americans, I think we have this like my individual rights are greater than right. everyone else's, which is why we have vaccine issues, which we have lots of other issues. And that is playing out here is that our government, again, not a left or a right thing, but our government is scared, I think, to tell people, look, martial law, everyone stay in your house. Uh, that would cause a lot of panic. I, I think we're working towards that. I do, too. I think by middle of next week that the, the National Guards are going to be called up. I sooner sooner yeah yeah, yeah. I, so we did have some questions and I, I want to talk once uh one again I don't know how much time you have but I, I'm gonna keep talking to you tell me to stop um <laughs> the vaccine now they're testing vaccines on humans right now from various places actually uh and I know that's getting people hopeful but we're not talking them being in the field by two weeks from now no no a year and a half more Mm. Yeah, they, they, I was listening to it. That's a long time to be locked in your house with your kids. <laughs> I was talking to or listening to a good vaccine expert talking about this. And he's like, look, I can I can make a vaccine tomorrow. Uh, the question is, will it work? Will it not cause you harm? Well, what side effects? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah what, what side effects? And then one of the things that they see with some medications, with some vaccines, is that it seems to work. But then when you actually get the thing, your response is worse than be- if you didn't have the vaccine. And I, there was a, there was a special name for it. I forget what the name is. So we, ne- we need to test and we need to do lots of proper things. A lot of people are like, just drop the regulations and we can get a vaccine sooner. Like you, you, yeah, you but then that could turn around and kill five, you know, fifty thousand yeah. people. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So, um, so that answers that question. Now, one of the things, and a lot of our listeners have been saying this, and I've I've heard this over and over from my friends too, uh, is, and especially one listener who works at Cirque du Soleil in Vegas. So it's been exposed here for the last couple of weeks. They get people from all over the world to come in. And she said a lot of her cast have been sick with the same symptoms in the last several weeks. Could it be Could it be that and it just hasn't been tested or they haven't been said, you have this? Of course. Yeah, yeah that's the question. How long has this been around? I, I was deadly sick, right? I, I got the man flu. <laughs> likes to call Your it. wife didn't give you any leeway, yeah. did she? Uh, Shut up no. and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in mid-February. I was in London uh, and I was in Paris in, uh, at the beginning of January. This supposedly started in China somewhere in November, late November. Could I have been exposed then? Could we have been exposed then? Potentially, right? We didn't think about it, didn't know how to test it, didn't have any tests. So without a doubt, the question is, can we go back and look Um and that's a great question. We don't have the bandwidth to do that now. And it's not important if you're, right. if you're, healthy healed that's fine the question is can you get infected again and there's one case report out there that i've seen uh, of a woman in japan that supposedly was reinfected but a lot of my physician friends are saying no she 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 was never cleared to begin with she didn't mm-hmm. have the mandatory two negative tests over 24 hours so we'll see it's yet to be determined so another question that we had, and this has come up in a number of places, and, and uh, one of the listeners said, my employer announced that someone in one of our three buildings was confirmed to have it. The email didn't specify which building, but said that team members may have been exposed. She said, I saw my grandpa this weekend, who is at a very high risk with COPD and stuff. How soon is too soon for him to get tested? You're basically not getting a test until you're showing symptoms at this point, right? So grandpa's got to get sick. Yeah. Great. Grandpa, unfortunately, has to get sick. There's there's not enough tests. Uh, there's not enough bandwidth from a, a provider hospital uh, standpoint. And every hospital has, unfortunately, most of them are following CDC guidelines. And every hospital has their algorithm of, I need to make sure you don't have the flu. I need to make sure you don't have strep. I need to make sure you don't have XYZ. And then we'll test you for COVID-19 or uh, SARS-CoV-2. If they have the test. If, if they have access to a test, yeah. Okay, so the other one, and I, I, I'm interested in this one too. One of the listeners said that she has asthma, and is it true that if you have asthma, being, and I have asthma too, uh, take you know, I do, I do inhaler twice a day, um, and if I don't do it, I, you know, I can't breathe. So, are we more susceptible to this one? I don't know the answer to that. I saw a case report of like 200 patients in China and they were trying to do some some study, right? It, number one, it's just way too early to know a lot. It concerns but, me when China is related to study on people, by the way, but you, you know. You need to trust their doctors and their healthcare for this <laughs> or else, or else we're, we're SOL. Um, so obviously age we know is, is a factor, although here in the US, a lot of younger people are getting sick. And so- Some of why? them that are dying in their 40s and 50s. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have some hypotheses as, as to why well, that. Well, they're is. also saying high blood pressure, right? As a just being yeah. sick in general, right? Anyone who is sick, whether it's a That's chronic sick. illness, really or not, sick. Yeah. Just you you are your body is not primed to fight anything especially as as severe as this is turning out to be. So whether you have asthma, high blood pressure, you have uh, any sort of autoimmune heart disease, issues, yeah. heart disease, anything, right? And and we're finding I, I see one of the comments here about an anesthesiologist talking about cardiac cells. Uh, I've seen some reports about uh, cardiac issues with this, neuroinvasive issues with this, where it's attacking the the nervous system. I've seen uh, GI issues with this. So they're finding that this virus, which a lot of people just think, oh, it's a, it's a lung issue. They're finding that it's attacking a lot of our body, which is why these healthier people potentially, healthier and younger people potentially are getting sick and dying. Hmm. So, I mean, we're obviously going to see the numbers rise in the United States as more tests are being done. Mm -hmm. uh, some people aren't getting tests, and they're hanging out with other people, and that's going to happen here, as we know. Uh, and and to be honest, if you live rural, I don't know, you know, and the hospitals are going to be flooded. They're saying they're setting up drive-through. Well, they're setting up drive-throughs in cities and and major areas. Uh, there's you know most of this country's rural. Uh, it, you know, it's it, it's this is a tough one. Um, other than staying home or forcing people to stay home, which they haven't been doing. That's why, you know, that's why the bars are being closed because they were packed last night in most cities. So crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny. I, I haven't grown up right. You're in Florida. I grew up a lot, a lot of my life in Florida, uh, was in the North. Oh, we Florida. got spring break going on. They ain't going home. Yeah, spring break, <laughs> right. You, you see this post hurricane, right. On, yeah. on West coast of Florida. Oh, the hurricane missed us. Let's have a party. And yet they, they don't realize that, that two cities over, they got demolished and a uh, hundred people died. And it's a lot of the same kind of mentality that's going on here is, well, it's not me. It's not my family. I'm sorry. Your, your friends are dying, but I'm going to go out and, and eat like normal and live my life like normal. If we take a look at your numbers though, for Italy and we, that at this point, Italy's the worst case scenario, or those Spain and a couple of the other countries are going to cap up, catch up. I, real France I just saw too. A, a comment uh, from a nurse in Spain saying we are three days behind Italy right now. So just just beware. Well, um, so if that ha I lost my train of thought. So if we take those numbers just to yeah. give somebody an idea, if you live in a neighborhood on your block, okay, there may be thirty houses in your block, right? And if there's three people on average in those houses, you're going to know somebody that's died. One of those people in those three houses could have died. If, you know, if we take out, and, and I do think, you know, some of these countries are saying 70, 80% exposure. I mean, Germany and, and the United Kingdom, he just came out and said 80% exposure. That well, means the, everybody's going to know somebody that dies, right? The UK, the UK their, their, uh, their attack of this is let's not do anything and get everyone sick, right? It's the old school pick and pox parties. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have a big party. Everyone's going to get sick, right? The, the people who are going to die, sorry, you're going to die. And then we're just going to go on living our lives. That seems to be the track that they're taking. <laughs> Except for the queen. We're shipping her off to Windsor Castle. and going to hide her in the vault. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, so Germany, I think they're saying 70% uh, estimates here in this country are a little bit lower. But when we you have 300 25 million people, even if half of them are exposed, um, you're dealing with what 160 million people. If you look at the data that we do have, 
whether you're in France, Italy, China, wherever, and it's not a socialized medicine versus U.S. medicine thing, right? We're not going to be better here just because of that. No, uh, when, once a hospital swamped, it's swamped, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so you, you have 160 million people. To, we know based on the data, about 20% of those people are going to need a hospitalization and about 5 or 6% of those are going to need ICU level care. And we just don't have the beds for that. We don't even have the, the oxygen tanks and everything else that's needed, do we? We, we don't even have masks or gloves. Hospitals are running out of PPE now. Well, and now we're starting to see in this country, too, emergency room doctors getting very sick. I mean, there's a couple of them that we saw reports on today. They're, very, they're in critical condition. Yeah. And they're not old. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Young, young doctors getting sick. And, and even with the emergency declarations from Friday, uh, Colorado, where I live, uh, my medical license is expired, right? I'm a, I'm a podcaster now and, and do other stuff. I teach at the medical school, but, um, uh, with the emergency declarations, I can go back to work if, if they need me. Oh, so, is that right? They yeah. can call you up. Yeah. 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 I so involved, so involved. you can get called up back to the military in an emergency and, or this. You're- yeah, I, I I don't know at this point if I can get called back to the military, but but I could walk to the emergency room across the street and go, hey, do you need me? I'm here. Hmm. Are you going to do that? If they need me, yeah. potentially. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Anyway, is there anything else you want to add here? No, I, I think really the, the biggest take home is that the the whole flattening the curve when you when you look at why physicians are screaming from the rooftops to go out there not go out there right it's just stay home i'm sorry you're inconvenienced for a little while uh, why we're shutting down vegas why apple nike patagonia all these companies are shutting down um is is not necessarily to stop the spread it's to slow it down so that we do have a fighting chance of saving those who are getting sick so that our death rate can be as low as possible that's the whole point of slowing the curve unfortunately this is out in the wild it's it's going to infect a lot of people we just need a chance from a physician standpoint from a hospital standpoint from a healthcare system standpoint we need a chance to be able to take care of everyone when they get sick right if you look at the flu you have 60 80 100,000 people every year getting sick over the course of many months and here we're looking at potentially hundreds of thousands of people getting sick and needing a hospital bed within ten, a two-week period, two right? weeks period, yeah. one period, wh- whatever <laughs> it is, just exponentially faster. And, and that's the biggest concern. And that's why everyone is saying, look, schools are out. It's, it's not a play date time. Don't go to the parks. That's what happened in Italy. Everyone went to the parks and kept spreading it there. The kids were going to hang out with the grandparents and killing their grandparents, right? Can can you imagine from a kid growing up going, yeah, I visited grandma during the the, the COVID-19 outbreak and grandma died. I think I gave it to her, right? <laughs> well, that brings up something that you keep bringing up things that I wrote this in my post this morning, in my morning post, is that, you know, people keep saying, well, China got over this pretty quickly. Well, let's, let's take a look at what China did. They... They shut down, but not only did they shut down, they were dragging, if they found out you were sick, they were dragging your ass off to God knows where. Yeah. Uh, people were terrified to sneeze or they would get taken out. You know, yeah. I, we're not doing that here. <laughs> so, no. no, South Korea, right? South Korea, they're walking around like, 
we're walking around taking the census. They're walking around with thermometers going door to door going, are you sick? <laughs> are you not? We don't, and, and again, we don't, we're a very big country compared to other countries. Uh, we don't have the resources for that. And so we need the personal responsibility from everyone in the population to, to really follow the rules. Why don't I have great confidence that people are going to follow the rules, Doc? <laughs> no. Neither do I, right? It, it, uh, Disney World is closing, and yesterday they're like, oh, we need to, we need to bum rush Disney because it's going to close. Let's have like, a party. <laughs> it was packed. I don't get it. I don't get it. And you know what's interesting, too, is, you know, our podcasting friends, and some of them are the ones posting these things. And I'm going, I thought they were smarter than that, but I don't know. Yeah. And, and that goes to show you, I, I've seen physicians with, with very similar kind of yeah. just not smart comments. Uh, obviously, everyone deals with this in different ways right. and with stress and fear and unknown. And I love Joe Rogan, right? And his biggest thing is that people need conspiracy theories because they just can't imagine that things just happen because. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that <laughs> is true. Everyone is trying to figure out, right? Did did China make this? Wuhan is where the bio lab is. Like, so uh, right, you can think that, but, but it's still, probably some guy know. ate a snake. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that snake. simple. Some guy ate a snake who ate bat. a bat. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's too simple, right? Our minds don't want to accept that some guy ate a snake who ate a bat, and that's why we're here. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be inconvenient. So I'm still going to go to the restaurant. I'm still going to go to the bar. I'm still going to go to the gym. And so it really, it's a top down thing. And that's where the administration needs to, to really take charge. And, and hopefully we're getting there right today. They said no more than 10 people as a yeah, recommendation, ridiculous. <laughs> right? As a recommendation, they, they, they just need to go, you know what? This is serious. We don't want to be like Italy. We don't want to be like Spain's going to be in a few days. We, we, we're going to shut it down. I know it sucks. We're going to help everyone at some point when you need it from monetary wise, whatever, just stay home and, and let this pass is not the right word. Cause it's not going to pass, but let well, this... that, that brings up my final question. Um, so I do believe we're going to see Trump doing something by Thursday or Friday. He's going to, he's going to have to, the States are doing it now on their own. Actually. I don't I think it's enough. Something Friday. There, there were some some rumblings, and we got some text messages that something was going to happen Friday. Unfortunately, it was it was just the emergency declaration. Yeah. There's rumors that something's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. The, yeah, we'll I think see. something's going to have to happen, and we're going to see it snowball really quickly here. So, so that's the next brings up the last thing, and the thing nobody wants to think about, and nobody wants to talk about. Everybody's saying, "Oh, in a cup," and I'm seeing this posts everywhere, and this is hope. This is people just having hope, and we have to have hope, right? In a situation like this, we all have to have hope. But they're saying in a couple of weeks this will be over, and we'll be back to where you know, back to square one. And I hope that's the case, but. Yeah, the, the question is how long, uh, whether that's uh, a month or so or more like China. Uh, China's just spinning back up, but it's been a couple of months for them. Uh, CDC is saying eight weeks is, is going to be kind of the minimum to get things done here. Uh, if we stop spreading it. <laughs> if we just stop spreading it. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, yeah, so uh, look, I'm, I'm not a... a a catastrophizer. The world's going to keep on spinning. We're going to have humans. We're not. We're not going to be annihilated by this. The the question, though, for us in this country, is how many people are going to die from it. And that's that's the question. If we can just lock ourselves in our houses for a while and be inconvenienced for a little while and just take care of ourselves, then 
we will minimize as many deaths as possible. We will give our just kind of a, a another plug for our frontline people. We're, we'll give our hospital um, employees, physicians, nurses, everyone a, a fighting chance to to not only take care of the patients that are coming in uh, in in whatever way they need to take care of those patients, but to take care of themselves too. Um, if we overwhelm our hospital systems and and we're out of uh, personal protective equipment and our hospital physicians and nurses are getting sick and they can't work. Um, then that, we, yeah, that's the big concern. And God bless yeah. them all. It must be tough for them to go to work. I know I talked to a couple of nurses who have plans to take their kids away, take their families away and live by themselves during all once the cases start rolling in. Yeah, it's time to go buy a, a little cabin in <laughs> up in North Dakota. I think they only have one case or something. So, uh, yeah. Well, Dr. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And uh, it was good to talk to you again. I missed you at PodFest, but uh, not under these circumstances. I w- wish we could have just had a drink together and had fun. But Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully sometime soon once this is um, kind of calmed down a little bit and uh, the, the world kind of picks back up where we left off. All thanks, right. Matt. John. All right. Thanks. Hold on one second then. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we'll continue our coverage here. I'll do, I do blog posts every morning on Horses in the Morning Facebook page and my own personal page for what they're worth. People seem to be wanting to read them and then regretting it after. Um, but, but they're there every morning if you want them. Also, if you go to horsesinthemorning.com, click on the Corona banner. We have all of our coverage, all the videos we've done. We had a little fun Saturday night and played some equine trivia. So if you need a break, you can do that. Horses in the Morning, every morning we're staying off of this topic. We're trying to give you a break, give you some entertainment and make it light and lively like it's been for 10 years. So Horses in the Morning is your reprieve. Just go go listen to that, and Jamie and I will, will continue to be silly. Uh, so thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. 